Morbius bad. You gotta watch the movie now. I will make you watch that movie. It's going to be on my choice eventually. Hello and welcome to What's Playing Tonight. My name is Ty Stans, and I'm here with my co-host, the Silver-Eyed Wolf himself. Also known as Nate. And we are a podcast that talks about movies. One of us picks a movie, the other can't say no. We talk about it. It's a great gimmick. Good time. Bros hanging out. Bros hanging out. Dudes being dudes. True that. Guys being bros. How you doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I, I've, uh, I've been better. Yeah. But it's fine. No, no, I'm doing good. Uh, what have you, what have you been watching this week? Uh, I watched The Bubble on Netflix. The Bubble. The Bubble. Netflix's original movie. Yeah. The Bubble. And it was weird, funny. It was a fun time. Uh, don't want to get into too many spoilers because it's a fairly new movie. So I would say I recommend to watch it if you like humorous parodies of real life. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what, what, what's, what's, what's it kind of about? What, what's the back of the box say? Uh, a bubble for it is basically just a inclusive group of people that are doing a specific thing. So like a soccer team are in a bubble and are separating themselves during these pandemic times so that they themselves don't get sick. Okay. And this particular movie is about a bubble of movie cast members all bubbling themselves together so that they don't get sick and whatnot. And shenanigans ensue. Okay. I've, I've heard of it. I uh, didn't know anything about it besides the title and that it is on Netflix. Yeah. It has a lot of big names. Um, Karen Gillian being one of them, which she's one of my favorite actresses. So current favorite actress, I should say. So, yeah, I think it's a good time. Cool. Cool. I, uh, I've been watching Star Trek, the original series. Okay. Uh, just got in the mood to watch it. Um, it's, it's fine. You know, I've, I've watched a lot of it already. I'm just kind of rewatching it and maybe trying to finish it. Uh, and then maybe continue on from there. I don't know how far I'll take that, but, uh, yeah, I spent, uh, like almost three years watching all of the Star Treks up to, um, Enterprise, I think Mm -hmm. is where I stopped. And then, yeah, I really got into Star Trek for a while. I was already into it because of Next Generation, but I hadn't seen anything else besides that. So delving into the original series and then the shows after Next Generation was a really interesting experience for me. I've probably seen more Next Generation than any of them, but also I think there might be more Next Generation 
than most. I don't know. I, I think Deep Space Nine and Voyager ran for long times too. Yeah, Deep Space Nine especially. Yeah, I haven't. I've never seen an episode of Deep Space Nine. I've never watched Voyager. I think I watched an episode or two of Enterprise. I watched the first season of uh, Discovery. What about uh, Picard? Oh, I watched the first episode of Picard, and I I kind of decided that it wasn't for me. Yeah, I haven't, I've only seen, like, clips of Picard. Uh, I haven't seen any actual episodes. It wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting more Next Generation, and it's not that at all. It's an understandable expectation, though. Yeah, but, uh, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I watched I watched the David Harbour Hellboy movie on Tubi. Okay, and what'd you think? You know, it's not great, but it's not, like, terrible, I don't think. I can agree with that. I think David Harbour did a good job. Uh, I liked a lot of the uh, special effects mm-hmm. and stuff. And then the, the lore stuff was kind of cool. And then at the end, it just kind of ended. Yeah, it just kind of petered out. Yeah, like, yeah, it really did. Yeah. Uh, my biggest nitpick for that was The Fist. I was not a big fan of The Fist. Uh, there were times where it just did not... Like, it seemed to change throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. There were times where it looked like the stone fist of Hellboy. And then there are other times it just looked like a cheap cosplay of it. And I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. Uh, I can't say I was paying super attention because I also watched it, like, at three in the morning. Yeah. Well, that, usually I'm a night owl. And that's when I'm actually pretty focused is at super late into the night Mm -hmm. and when i watched it i had a pretty high expectations because i really enjoyed the original hellboy movies and was hoping this would be a worthy successor and i'd say it's overall not yeah um but i still it did have quite a few moments where i enjoyed it and i did like some of the new characters they introduced yeah, I didn't hate the movie. I just thought I'm like you. I thought the uh, the original two with Ron Perlman were mm-hmm. really good, and this one was just kind of okay. Yeah, but yeah, I watched that on Tubi. And speaking of Tubi, oh, we we watched something that day, didn't we? On we Tubi. did. It was actually uh, your pick this week. Yeah, uh, Get Shorty, which came out October twentieth, nineteen ninety five, uh, starring. John Travolta, Gene Hackman, Rene Russo, Bo Catlett, or I'm sorry, Delray Lindo playing Bo Catlett, and James Gandolfini. I'm not entirely sure if I said that. You said right. it right, yeah. Okay. And Danny DeVito. That's a hell of a cast. It is. Uh, some people might know John Travolta from Face Off. Yeah. Yeah. Grease. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, John Travolta in Greece. That's what he sounds like. Uh Pulp Fiction. Still never seen that. Neither have I, but we're not real movie fans. Uh, I'm just not I don't know. It just Get it out there. That, Get it out there. Come something on. about that movie just has not really made any hook on me at yeah. all. Uh and Wild Hogs, which is a film I really love, actually. <laughs> I'm a 
sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, though, but, like, you're just talking about how this critically acclaimed movie, Pulp Fiction, doesn't have its hooks in you. And you're like, no, but he's in Wild Hogs, and I really love that movie. I do. It's about four friends hanging out at kind of the... Not exactly the end of their life, but getting there. And it's just like, hey, I like friendship movies. You know what, though? I watched Wild Hogs, and I thought it was it was okay. Yeah. It's just funny, though. <laughs> you carry on. But anyway, so John Travolta plays the protagonist of the movie, Chili Palmer, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite cinematic characters of all time, uh, simply because he's just so cool and seems to almost have a Jack Sparrow quality of things coming together for him yeah yeah he's definitely he's cool he's very uh lucky i guess uh numerous times he could have died but he just kind of rolls with it and he's like i'm chili palmer i'm chili palmer he doesn't talk like (laughs) no 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 but he is like a mobster so he's a shylock that turns his sights to uh movies now what is a shylock Shylock is kind of like a loan shark, a collector for, uh, I guess, the mafia, the mob. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Gene Hackman, who played Harry Zim. You might know Gene Hackman from Enemy of the State. Yes. Uh, the Quick and the Dead, which is one of my favorite Gene Hackman films. And Superman yeah. movies. Lex Luthor. Yeah. Or Lex Luthor, as yes. they pronounce it in that movie. Luthal. I think he's in a... a Pretty good submarine movie with Denzel Washington also. Mm-hmm. My, Crimson Tide. He also played in the, uh, oh, that Frankenstein movie. That was with, uh, how was it? Um, was it Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? Is that the one De Niro was in? No, it was a comedy film. Oh, Young Frankenstein? Yes. Young Gene Frank- Hackman is in. Yes, he plays a blind priest in huh. that praying to God for a friend. Who scares the hell out of Frankenstein accidentally. We should watch Young Frankenstein. We should. Because I haven't seen that movie in forever. It's a good film. Just to gush on Gene Hackman just a little bit more. Because I honestly think he is like really like just a great actor. An underappreciated legend. I don't know if he's underappreciated. But he's definitely a legend. Yeah. I don't really hear much about his legendary status. My dad is a big fan of uh, Gene Hackman. Have you ever seen the movie Unforgiven? With uh, Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman. Yes, a long time ago. And Gene Hackman is the bad guy in that, and he is... He does a good bad guy. He's, he's a great bad guy. It's one of the reasons why I liked Quick and the Dead, is because he played a really good bad guy in that. I, and I know it's maybe not quite what most comic book fans would want, but I actually like his Lex Luthor quite a bit as well. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was actually my introduction to it, so... yeah. If it, yeah, live action anyway, for sure. Well, for me, I think he was even my introduction, period, because he was the, I believe, the first Lex Luthor that I saw. Uh, this was before I watched the Superman animated shows or got into the comics, really. I remember watching Super Friends. Okay, yeah. The purple shirt Lex Luthor. Yeah. And the, yeah, that, that was my introduction to Lex See, Luthor. I know. <sighs> I may have watched them, and I just don't remember watching them yeah. when I was young. But I do remember watching them like a little bit later in my life, like on Boomerang and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Rene Russo, who played Karen Flores, the lead actress of the film. Mm-hmm. And she was in Lethal Weapons 3 and 4. 
the MCU. Who is she in the MCU? Frigga, Thor's mother. No kidding. No. Huh. Uh, I thought she looked familiar. Yeah. She um, does a very good, just kind of heroic female, in my opinion. Yeah. And then the adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, good God. I forgot that existed. Yeah. Uh, I believe she played Natasha, if I remember correctly. Is Natasha the one of the bad yeah, people? She's Moose the, and Squirrel? Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've watched that one. Yeah, it's been a long time. One I don't. I had almost repressed it. <laughs> almost, but I I brought it back. Yeah, thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Uh, then we got Delray Lindo, who played Bo Callet. He's the wannabe bad guy in this film. Yeah, he desperately wants to get into the movie biz, and while also desperately wants to be the badass. Now he looked very familiar too. Uh, yeah, he was in. The Hard Way, Romeo Must Die, Gone in 60 Seconds, and The Harder They Fall. I've never seen any of those. Oh, really? Yeah. I have seen two of those. Romeo Must Die and Gone in 60 Seconds. I want to watch The Harder They Fall. It's a new movie on, well, newish movie on Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of a modern Western kind of film. Uh, and then we got James Gandolfini. Uh, he plays Bear. He's the muscle of Bo. Mm -hmm. And he, most people will recognize him from The Sopranos. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, you might not recognize him, actually, because, uh, yeah. the, the character he plays in, uh, Get Shorty is completely different than how I'm used to seeing him with that accent and, uh, yeah. all the, the beard, the ponytail. It goes a long way to show the range of the actor. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of the... Oh, and Danny DeVito. I keep oh, forgetting yeah. to add Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Uh, he plays uh, Danny DeVito. No, he plays a character named Martin Weir, who kind of makes fun of Danny DeVito stuff. I think he was pretty subdued uh, for Danny DeVito. Usually he's a lot more over the top in the things that I've seen him in. I'm talking about of the time period that it came out. Yeah, maybe I haven't... Well, when, when, when this movie came out when? 1995. So the closest thing I can think of is Batman Returns, where he played the Penguin. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Danny DeVito plays a egotistical, inconsiderate actor who is very easily swayed by our protagonist, simply because he's he wants to be the cool guy in any situation, right? Uh. So yeah, and would you like to tell us your thoughts about the film? Oh boy, would I? Okay, um, so when you picked this movie, I was feeling a little apprehensive. Uh, we discussed last week, but I'm not the biggest fan of John Travolta. But I think I think I need to I think I need to make an amendment to that. Okay, because I've seen movies that John Travolta is in, and I've enjoyed them. Face Off, great movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Agreed. Wild Hogs, I guess. Agreed. Uh, I'm sure there's another one. I just can't think of it right now. Maybe maybe Grease? No, actually. No, I, not, that's not what I was getting to, is uh, that I I don't think I hate John Travolta. I think I just hate Grease. Oh, man, I love Grease. I really... It makes me want to die. I think that was like one of the first musicals I was introduced to. 
And I'm surprised ever. that you ever watched another one after that. Well, after that one was, uh, let's see, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which is my all-time favorite musical. Uh, then we got the Newsies, which was force-fed us throughout school. Newsies is great. It, it's great. Shout out to Newsies. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bell did an amazing job in that. You know, but if somebody, if Grease had been the first musical I ever watched, I think that I would not only have never watched a musical again, I might have just sworn off music altogether. That's how much I don't like Grease. Do we count Disney films as musicals? Yes, they are. Then it's not the first musical that I've ever seen. Right. But it's probably live action musical. But as I was saying, uh, we kind of got <laughs> off topic a little bit, but <laughs> I thought this movie was pretty good. Yeah, okay. I thought it was, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it. Uh, I like Tubi, but the ads do get a little bit much sometimes. Yeah, I think we had like, what, seven or eight ad breaks, and each one was... Like five ads each. Yeah, except for one. Yeah. Uh we definitely now know where to, or, well, we know what sells wine. We don't know where to buy wine. That's true. Yeah. Uh, of course, we can't remember the name of the place. Yeah. But we saw this wine place commercial that just five or six times. Chose the chosen wine for and, you. And then Home Depot, man, always coming with that boom, 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 boom. Yeah. The uh, intro music to that is nice. But no, I think Get Shorty, uh, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was, I, there are some parts that made me laugh. I thought the, uh, everybody was great in the movie. Um, I thought the, uh, I mean, I guess how, how, how deep are we getting into the discussion? Is this just initial thoughts or? Are we as just, deep as you want. Are we just getting in deep? All yeah, right. Get into the nitty gritty. I liked the idea of the story where he is this lone shark or this mob enforcer and he, uh, stumbles into Los Angeles because of, events that are going on uh with his mob work and he decides you know what i want to be a movie producer and i think that's a great setup for a movie actually yeah. and what's even better is that the movie that they want to get made is the movie you're watching yeah basically it the plot of the movie is the the movie being made that right. we're watching. It's, it's nice. like you're watching, they're wanting to make a movie about the events of the movie that you're watching at this point. Almost like a meta documentary. It is very meta. And then as far as, uh, like, yeah, I thought John Travolta was actually pretty good in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, he made Chili uh, Palmer. Yeah. yeah Chili Par Parmesan cheese. Chili Palmer. <laughs> Was very uh, charismatic and cool and uh, all that stuff. I thought Gene Hackman was great. I'm not, I haven't used to see him in such a uh, dipshit. Like, di yeah, literal dipshit <laughs> type of role yeah, before. He, it, uh, again, it really goes into showing the range of the actor because. Oh, for sure. As Harry Zim, I just, I love to hate Gene Hackman in that, as that role. Yeah. Uh, every time he does something that just makes you want to slap your forehead because it's obviously stupid, just it's perfect. But oh. then you remember he's actually he's he plays other roles that are really like intense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just shows the range of these actors. You forgot to mention a cast member. Oh, which one? 
Uh, the guy that gets eaten by the T-Rex on the toilet in Jurassic Park. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess I did forget him. He's in this movie a little bit. Like, he's not in it a lot. Do you know his name? No, I don't, but it's okay. <laughs> We're, this is yeah. a joke. Don't the, worry about it. He is, uh... Yeah, he plays, like... I don't even want to say he's like Chili's best friend or anything. He's no, just he's like just Chili's like acquaintance. With, yeah. yeah, like his business partner his at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, he's just your everyday coworker buddy that you always make at any job you go to. You got to have at least one buddy. And that's what this guy was. And the conversations they have. Yeah. <laughs> with the short scenes that they get together do kind of remind me of the stupid stuff that. I've talked to as some coworker friends, like for example, the oh, how many people have you seen die in a booth? But how many people oh, die yeah. in the bed? Like, I mean, yeah, but that's just because people sleep in beds, not in booths, a lot. Of course, you're gonna see more people die in beds. They do have a lot of uh, interesting conversations. So you picked this movie. Yes. What do you think of this movie? Uh, like I said. This movie, I love mainly the protagonist. Um, the movie overall, I like it. It's a, in my, it's a very good comedy, in my opinion. Um, and I just, but for me, it's a feature of the character. I love the character, thus I love the movie. Um, and everything about the movie just is to showcase my uh liking of chili palmer that's kind of goes into the next film as well with this franchise be cool it's verbatim just making chili palmer look cool and plot wise it's pretty much verbatim too which i've actually i've actually seen be cool yeah. Like, back in the day, somehow, I think my mom was watching it, and I watched it with her. And in that movie, he's trying to get into the music industry. Yeah. And I actually, I think this, I think this is a genius idea for a movie series where this, this former mobster just wants to keep getting into these different entertainment industries. We, we mentioned maybe they could make another one now that it's been 20 years, uh, where he tries to get into the gaming industry. Yeah. And basically just showcases how, even though there are obviously, differences to these different industries but once you break it down once you cut through all of the bullcrap like chili palmer does they're basically the same styles of industries the people are still the same egotistical and just want their cut in the plays of what they're doing so i did a little research of my own oh, this okay. week um Get Shorty was directed by Barry uh, Sonnenfield. Okay. And uh, I'm going to list a couple of other movies that he's directed that you might have heard of. You okay. might have heard of. Um, <clears throat> we have, in 1991, The Addams Family. Okay, I definitely heard of that. It's a great movie. Okay, 1993, Addams Family Values. Another great film. Uh, in 1997, Men in Black. I'm seeing a pattern here. Uh, in 1999, Wild Wild West. Dang, this guy is just hitting him out of the park, huh? Uh, and he also did Men in Black 2 and 3. Which I enjoyed, but not as much as the first. And then, of course, uh, the 2006 classic RV starring Robin Williams. Oh. 
Yeah, okay. I mean, it was okay. No, it was fine. Yeah, but... I have no, like, glowing recommendation for RV. If you like a lackluster comedy, RV's the one for you. <laughs> oh, he also worked as a cinematographer before he started directing, though. Okay. Um, he did Misery. That movie where uh, uh, Stephen King, yeah, know, where she traps the author, and I remember seeing it a long time ago. But the only thing like sticks out to me is the scene where she like breaks his yeah. ankles and whatnot to keep him in bed. Uh, when Harry Met Sally. Okay, that's that was a good movie. Big. Oh, is that the Robin Williams one? You mean Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Isn't Tom oh, Hanks? okay. You're talking about the one where the kid becomes an adult. Yes. I'm thinking, what is the one with Robin Williams where he's a kid who has the body of an adult? Oh, I don't know. Like, oh, I think it's something like Jack or something. Throw, throw Mama from the Train? Uh, is that... That's another movie, but Danny DeVito directed yeah. that one. Interesting. I remember that one. So... Because he wants his... He tries to hire somebody. He it. hasn't directed like a hundred movies or anything. No, but, but from, he, he's got a he had a decent run in the nineties. Yeah, 90s. he did some pretty good ones. Yeah, he did. You got anything else to say about the movie? <laughs> well, let's see here. Uh, well, obviously, we're not the only ones who thought it was a pretty good film because its budget was only thirty million dollars. And its box office was $115.1 million. So that's uh, quite a. Yeah. That's quite good, actually. <laughs> Which kind of surprised me because when I watched it, I, for some reason, got the feeling that not a lot of people liked it. I didn't really get the sense that it was, it was popular. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I didn't like talk to a lot of people about it or something. It's very nonchalant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it had a lot bigger success than I thought it did. And then finding out that it was based on a book by, uh, Elmore Leonard. I kind of want to read that now. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I mean, if ch his Chili Palmer is anything like this Chili Palmer, it might become one of my favorite literary characters as well. It was not only uh, financially successful, uh, the critics quite liked it as well. Man, I'm... It has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Here I thought I was being edgy, like in this movie that I thought was unknown to a lot of people. Well, I mean, I I would almost argue that it is kind of unknown, maybe nowadays. It's, it's one of those 90s movies that you either remember or you don't. Kind of flew under the radar of modern days. So... Uh, they wanted a couple of different people to play Chili Palmer. Uh, a few hmm. of the people that they offered the role to were Warren Beatty, uh, Dustin Hoffman, mm. and Michael Keaton. The only one I could see possibly pulling that off is Michael Keaton. Uh, because every time I like underestimate Michael Keaton, thinking, oh, no, he can't do He does. He pulls it off. Uh, so... He would probably find a way to pull off Chili Palmer in the cool way that John Travolta did or along his own style. I could see. Yeah, I could see Michael Keaton. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Mm, I don't know if he could bring off the humor. No. 
Uh, and who who was the other one? Warren Beatty. I'm not sure who that is. I don't. I I've definitely seen his name before. Um. Oh, he played a uh, Dick Tracy. Oh, did he? Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, Dick Tracy. Okay. Yeah, he directed it. He was also an actor in it. He was the character Dick Tracy. Yeah, he directed Dick Tracy. He wrote Dick Tracy. That uh, is... I've he played Dick Tracy. I think I've seen him in other things, but that's what I know him mainly from. Okay, so Dick Tracy. Do you think Dick Tracy could have been a good... Uh, no. Like, he, he's a good, like, a noir detective style look, but as a suave, charming, like, bad guy turning good, no, I can't see it. It's kind of hard to picture anybody... Yeah. Else in the role. John Travolta did a really good job. Uh, Sonnenfeld also considered Samuel L. Jackson for the role, uh, the role of Bo, uh, Catlett. How do you say it? Uh, Catiet? Yeah. Bo Catlett. Um, again, I don't know how well that would have played because Bo Catlett is supposed to be like he wants to, he's a wannabe bad like badass mm-hmm. samuel jackson just, just exudes yeah he just kind of plays one yeah man. i don't think he could pretend to be a non badass who wants to be a badass i mean he may he probably could he's a great actor but i mean just seeing him is just like oh there's samuel jackson shit's about to hit the fan and he's gonna destroy everybody and then who is Ronnie in the movie? Ronnie. Who, Ronnie. Ronnie Wingate. Who's that in the movie? Ronnie is the gun-toting sidekick of Bo who fancies himself a modern-day gunslinger. Oh, okay. Well, the people they wanted for that were Steve Buscemi. Buscemi? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, so I actually could see either one of them doing it. Uh, yeah. But the guy they got it, I don't even know the actor's name, but he played the role kind of perfect, in my opinion, because the role felt like he was supposed to be, again, all of Bo's crew, except for Bear, kind of felt like they were wannabe bad guys. They they had watched too many of the films, they'd bought, they drank too much of the Kool-Aid, and thought, you know what? We're badasses. We can do it. To the point where he literally puts a gun in his waistband and keeps showing it off like, I'm going to take you down. Like, dude. The guy that played Ronnie uh, is a guy named John Grease, John Grise. Okay. And I was looking at his filmography. He's been in a million things. Yeah, I've seen him. The one that stuck out to me is that he's Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. The football uncle? I don't know. I've watched that film once and tried to purge it from my memory. Oh, you're not making any friends today. No. You are I, not making... You first, I you're am. like, I have no interest in uh, uh, Pulp Fiction, and I also hate yeah. Napoleon Dynamite. Not a fan of uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Wow. Uh, but Pulp Fiction, I will give it a shot one day. It's just not high on my watch list. But yeah, I've seen that guy. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's very, I guess, uh, is that what they call a character actor? Yeah, he 
is always on the sidelines. I've never seen him play the main guy or anything. I think I want to say he was he in My Name Is Earl as well. I don't know, like a side character in that too. I think. So as you stated, this film was a financial success. And uh, it opened up at number one upon its release. Uh, it remained number one for three consecutive weeks. Do you know the movie that uh, finally dethroned it? it came out in 1995. Mm-hmm. I was five years old when this stuff talked about. Um, no, I'm going to. No, I got none. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls is the one that dethroned Get Shorty at the box office. I'm happy, but also sad, because they're both films I really like. Ace Ventura, I like the film overall. While Get Shorty, I like the film because of the character and his interactions with everything. So, yeah, I can see it. I'm good with that. Alrighty then. Nice. I had to throw it in there. Nice little tie-in. Little tie-in. Tie-in. Ha-ha. But yeah, uh, man, I haven't <laughs> seen an Ace Ventura film in a while either. I'm going to have to watch those soon. I think Jim Carrey just said that he's thinking about retiring from acting. Yeah, I believe you are correct. What's that going to mean? What is that going to mean for Sonic the Hedgehog 3? That we're going to have to do CGI Jim Carrey. Oh, wow. I hate that. <laughs> Only if they CGI him to make him like look more like, like Eggman. Like Eggman, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can see that. Or they just introduce another character because they call him Robotnik in the movies, and they just have this new doctor called Doctor Eggman show up. Yeah, and it's not explained. Maybe it's a multiversal thing, and we get to meet another version of him. If I remember correctly, have you seen the first Sonic movie? I've seen the first. I have not seen the second. They do kind of live in a yeah. Like a dimension hopping type thing because they, he's from Green Hill Zone and then like the town that he ends up in is called Green Hills. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a, t- like a alternate dimension. Yeah. Kind like of they thing. got two, they the, got at least two dimensions. Yeah. The rings are dimensional doors. It feels like. Yeah. And then he, Eggman, Robotnik ends up on a mushroom planet or something. Spoilers for Sonic 1. I guess. Yeah. Stephen Strange. Like Doctor Strange. Doing rings. Doing the sling ring. Uh, I gotta see Sonic 2 now, also. I appreciated, back to the movie, I appreciated <laughs> that uh, Gene Hackman's director, uh, or the, the his character was the director of like a bunch of shitty old horror movies that I might watch. <laughs> yeah, he was, he's the... Roger uh, Corman. Yeah, he's... He's like the Roger. Cor- he's like Roger Corman. He's the real life director that makes oh, okay. shitty movies like kind of B film horror. Yeah, stuff. yeah, stuff that I find enjoyable, but probably most people wouldn't. And I like that Rene Russo plays her character is the female lead in most of his yes movies. Like that, it's they were all in a, their own little group kind of thing, which you see a lot in. Uh, Hollywood today with like Adam Sandler and his crew. Oh yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. So it, it is really cool. I will say there is one scene that where Gene Hackman's character, uh, Henry or Harry, not Henry, Harry, uh, is talking to his writer's, uh, ex-wife because his writer is dead. Um, 
and he's just like he got kind of goes through an emotional conundrum of or a moral conundrum of whether he should be doing something he's not sure of and it just kind of I feel like that's pretty much the only character development we get of Harry in this entire film because by the end of the film I don't think he's changed <laughs> at all there's something I was a little confused about with this movie. Okay. Speaking of relationships, Renee Russo's character. Yeah. Who would was she? She was with Danny DeVito at one point. She, uh, she was the lead actress of Harry's films. Right. Then she met uh, Martin, mm-hmm. who is Danny DeVito's character. She married him, and Martin had kind of a feud with Harry. Because he had refused to roll him. He refused to give him a role. And because she was married to him, she stopped being in Harry's films. Then they divorced because he ended up sleeping with a, I think, rock star chick. Rock star chick, yes. Uh, Named Nikki. Nikki. At uh, her birthday party. Which, again, just shows how much of an ass Martin really is. Yeah. Um, and then, so she's divorced Martin and ends up kind of, I guess in an off again, on again relationship with Henry or Harry. Yeah. Keep wanting to say Henry for some reason. And then Chili comes along, basically just shows how much of a dipshit Harry is. And she's like, Oh, this guy is actually into films, not just in it for the fame or the money or anything like that. He's genuinely interested in films. So I, they have kind of a common ground there. And so she goes with Chili instead. Yeah. All right. I, I was a little confused about like everybody, like the, the whole situation between them. Yeah. The only thing I would classify as possibly confusing in that respect is at one point i think it's martin who talks about how he uh is talking about the film that they're doing which is get shorty and he basically talks about how he's playing the shylock and how what his emotions are since he's having an affair with a guy's wife so I'm not sure if maybe he's talking about, like, for some reason in the Get Shorty script that they're talking about, they have the Shylock maybe maybe sleeping with Leo's wife. Or if maybe uh, the Shylock is sleeping with the director's wife, which would then make her Harry's wife. So, I don't know. Like, it's... I think my eyes just glazed over a little bit. Yeah, it's... That would be the only part (laughs) that would confuse me. Um, But I... The... the, uh, Not to cut you off. Go ahead. But I think we need to. uh, (laughs) You're cut off. Uh, The the widow that ends up sleeping with uh, Harry. Yes. I didn't even realize that was Bette Midler. Yeah. She must have put a spell on him. Yeah. Because she was in Hocus Pocus. Uh, she dur- certainly weaved a spell in that scene. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to make another movie reference. Nope. Wow. I'm a little disappointed. Oh. Uh, 
But no, the I will say after I've watched this movie numerous times, and there is a plot hole I discovered today, actually. Um Escobar, the drug lord. Yes. They don't explain anything about the ending of Escobar. Oh or... no, they don't resolve that plot line at all. No. They uh introduce his nephew, who gets killed by Bo, and then Bo's scrambling around for money for him. Yeah. That's it. That uh Escobar's like, we're gonna go on rides, we're gonna do tours, and when we come back, we're gonna want our money and we want well, our Bo ends up getting uh, he ends up dying too. Yeah, but that still they would have came for their money. Yeah, I feel like, like Bear. Bo is very closely uh, known to have be friends with Bear. So if Bear or if Bo is dead and Ronnie's dead, then obviously Escobar would go after Bear, and yet. We never see that. We never see anything about Escobar and his drug money or the feds staking out the airport other than what happens in the film within the film. Organized crime is weird. Yeah. You know, if I were going to do it, I would probably have a ninja clan and then bring them over from Japan to New York City. It's very uh, specific. We've reached the end of the show, which means it's time to pick our next movie. Each episode, one of us is at the mercy of the other. Since Nate picked this movie, it's my turn. And what did you pick for us next week? We will be watching the original 1990 movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That came out in 1990? That came out in 1990. Year I was born, wow. You've uh, seen this movie, yes? Yes. Uh, I wouldn't say it's what started my love of Teenage Mutant Turtles. Oh, no, I definitely watched the cartoons yeah, first. But I feel like it was a definitely good representation. Surprisingly good, actually, I yeah. would say. It's, it's actually, if you took the humor out, it would be very, like... It's the perfect. It's like the perfect mixture of the cartoons and, the and like the comics because the comics were super dark. They were, but like the story beats from. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. We we'll talk about this next yeah. week. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, but we do have some uh, uh, fan mail. Not fan mail. We have some comments. We welcome <laughs> all comments actually if you want to comment you can down in the comment section on youtube or by emailing us at what's playing tonight at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter at tonight playing there's also a link to the discord down in the description we'd love to hear from you like we heard from our friend gib <laughs> oh, no. uh, who is correcting us on the pronunciation of the director's name uh who did dune and blade runner and uh, his name is Denis Villeneuve. Okay. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Well, I'm always glad to learn how to pronounce names properly because it, I don't like to like insult people like that. That's just. No, no. We, so, I don't think anybody thinks we're being malicious. It's, yeah. It is a hard name to pronounce. So I appreciate you, Gib. We also got a comment from our friend Soul Food Man. He said, 
We gonna play for the king? Uh, yeah, y'all just gotta talk to me and let me know when you guys are ready to play. Just talk to him, guys. Yeah. He I'm, really wants to play for I'm the king. I'm not a very good instigator. I'm more of a follower. I would say you're a very good instigator, actually. <laughs> Depends on the instigation, I suppose. Fair enough. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it for this week. Um, but thank you guys so much for your comments. <laughs> Uh, yeah, keep commenting down below. Yeah, we enjoy them. We appreciate them. Uh, if you like the video, why not hit that like? Or if you like the podcast, I should say. So, hope you guys enjoy the next you one. Me, you want me to help you with that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a newbie at this. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, perhaps subscribe and then like and leave a comment uh, i would really help us with that whole algorithm thing if you're listening on spotify or apple i would appreciate uh you guys yeah we're on apple too <laughs> nate made a confused face that's why i have to clarify we i are, thought we were just on spotify no man too. we're on spotify and apple we're so big <laughs> But anyway, yeah, if you're following us on Spotify or Apple, uh, consider following the show and maybe leaving a uh, review, like a five-star review. Nice. Definitely. Not a four ties. Not a four ties. Well, they, they use stars on the podcast systems. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. I'm new to this. Yeah. You'll learn. Yeah. Speaking, all right. Uh, final thoughts. Last words. How many... We'll say stars. We don't. How many stars do you give Get Shorty? I give it a four and a half stars. I'd give it. I'd give it a solid four. Yeah, actually, I really enjoyed it. The for me, it would be a full five if I enjoyed the movie as a movie. Like if you got rid of Chili Palmer, and I would still enjoy the movie. Okay, but like I said, it's basically just a giant showcase for me when it comes to Chili Palmer, and so it's a four and a half for me. Well spoken. Well Thank put. You. Thank you very much. That's been uh, What's Playing Tonight. I'm Ty. I'm Nate. And uh, we will see you later.